Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday, the 29th of March, Budget Day this evening. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. If you need to, you can always pause the slide here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on a podcast, then head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website for the disclaimer there and lots of other goodies to explore as well. All right, well, last night we had a better night in the US once again. Uh, That's certainly driving our market today ahead of the budget this evening. Spy Futures up 38 points, or just over half a percent, 74.15 for those Spy Futures. Dow Jones up 95 points, eking out a small rise, uh, 0.27%, 34,956, knocking on the door of 35,000 again. NASDAQ doing well, Tesla leading the charge there, up 1.31%, 186 points, 14,355. Tesla chief Elon Musk talking about a stock split, sending the price to $1,000 US again. The S&P 500 not quite so carried away with the whole wide world, up 0.71% in the middle for Diddle, up 32 points, 4576. VIX index coming off again. Down 5.7 odd percent, down one point or down to 20. So very much back in the relaxed, fat and happy range at the moment. So uh, days of uh, panicking about buying up hedging in uh, in indices and stocks looks to be over for the time being. We did see commodities come off last night. We saw the Brent crude price drop nearly 7%, $8.17, $112.48. Some welcome relief, I guess, at the petrol pump. That also helped the Dow with that 95-point rise last night. Uh, why did the fuel price and why did the Brent price come off? Uh, some fears that COVID in China will slow growth there. They are shutting down Shanghai half at a time for four days to try and beat the latest outbreak of Omicron. So that's very much in focus. Slowing of the global economy because of that was the concern, but probably Brent just got a little bit overdone. We do also have an OPEC Plus meeting this week as well on Thursday. So maybe a little bit of uh, profit taking in the oil market ahead of that, but that was enough to perk the US market up. Gold was down uh, 0.74%, 14.40, 1939.80. Iron ore still hanging in above 150. Had a relatively good day in Asia yesterday, uh, but down uh, 14 cents, 150.03. Other metals we saw copper up 0.7, nickel down 7.72. So the 14% rise that we saw the other day uh, looks to have been a blip. Maybe some more shorts covering, but normal service gradually being resumed in the nickel price at the moment. Aluminium down 0.3, zinc up 0.3, lead up 0.7, and tonne up 1.1%. Coal off a little bit last night. Uh, as a result of all this in metals uh, stocks, we have BHP up 0.3 of a percent, Rio down 1.25%, Freeport McMoran down 3.2, Alcoa up half. Tech down 3.4, Anglo down 2.1, Glencore down 1.3, Vale up 0.15, Arbomal up 
or rather down, Albemarle down 1.5%. So I would expect to see a little bit of um, backing and filling in that uh, resource stock space that we have. Uh, has been doing so well uh, in recent times, so uh, we would see a little bit maybe some profit taking across the board in those resources today. The Aussie dollar uh, just down below 75, 74.92. As far as the US market goes, you can see after a little bit of a swoon early on, market gathered itself and pushed higher. That oil price certainly helping, and also some hopes that maybe there will be some sort of talks about Ukraine, uh, both sides meeting in Turkey perhaps to talk Turkey about uh, some sort of ceasefire. But um, that looks a little bit um, optimistic at the moment, but uh, we'll take whatever we can get. But that Tesla uh, stock split helping NASDAQ, helping sentiment. We also saw a lot of uh, volatility last night in uh, US 10 years, 2.466 now US 10s. But um, there was some serious volatility yesterday in that bond market. So maybe some money flowing into equities and out of bonds at the moment. Other U.S. stocks, we had Apple up half percent, Meta up 0.8, Google down 0.15, Microsoft up 2.3%, Amazon up 2.6%. Tesla was the big mover and shaker up 8% on the back of that potential stock split that they're talking about. Netflix up one25 JP Morgan uh, was down 0.7, Citigroup down 1.4, Goldman down 0.6, Bank of America down 0.4, Block though up 5.98%, so acting like a tech stock rather than a banking stock at the moment. Major stories last night, third day of rises for the US market, NASDAQ 100 climbing and that oil price retreating on the COVID surge in China. OPEC Plus sees no need to change a plan despite the Russian crisis. Of course, the plus bit is Russia, which does make it somewhat tricky. Uh, Biden has been walking back his remark that Putin cannot remain in power, which has stirred some anxiety amongst Western allies. Calling for regime change is always uh, a tricky one. It's kind of uh, off limits officially for, um, for many countries to interfere but that is official, but we know that um, US and other countries do interfere. But certainly Biden's remark uh, has been walked back. It has been walked back by the president himself, talking about the moral outrage he felt for it. Zelensky insists on territorial integrity of Ukraine after earlier suggesting he was ready for a compromise. Certainly part of the compromise is uh, some of those regions that have been in dispute for the last eight years. Uh, would uh, be handed over to the Russians, a bit like the Winter War in Finland in 1939, where Finland handed over 10% of its country after a, uh, a major fight back from the Finns against the Russian invasion. A Ukrainian official says he doesn't expect any major breakthrough in ceasefire talks in Turkey. And intelligence chief says Russia aiming to split Ukraine, as Zelensky calls for more EU support. Over in Japan, defending its yield target, the Bank of Japan makes a rare second offer to buy unlimited bonds as yield test policy limits. And the markets in Europe now pricing in the ECB to hike four times within a year. Inflation seen accelerating to a fresh record, and that's certainly the case in the UK, with hotter than forecast UK inflation spurring the Bank of England rate cut bets now rather than rate hikes. A US yield curve inverts for the first time since 2006. 
prompting recession warning signs. There are many articles about the inverted yield curve and many theories about this, as it does in the past at least, uh, foreshadow a recession. But uh, this time out, as they say, it is different. And many economists and analysts are pointing to the fact that because the Fed is stimulating still, hard to believe, isn't it? But the Fed is stimulating still, which is keeping the long-term rates under some pressure while the short-term rates rise. That is why we're seeing the inverted yield curve. Usually, long-term rates are higher than short-term rates, but long-term rates coming down and short-term rates going up inverts that yield curve and does show that maybe further out there is risk of a slowing economy. Shanghai has launched a two-stage lockdown to address its COVID surge. We saw that yesterday. What to expect today? We've got the budget tonight, so plenty of leaks at the moment. Uh, We've got the February February retail sales at 11.30, budget tonight 7 o'clock. The 3.75 unemployment rate forecast, I guess, will be part of the centrepiece of that budget. Also, uh, petrol excise duty cuts and some one-off payments to alleviate the cost of living. And I'm sure more commuter car parks will be announced tonight. Joe Biden has unveiled a $5.8 trillion budget with more than $2.5 trillion in tax hikes for the wealthy and large corporations over a decade. It doesn't seem too much, does it, really? Over a decade, uh, $2.5 trillion, that's um, $250 billion a year over a decade. That doesn't seem a huge amount. I'm sure Elon Musk could probably pay that out of his last dividend check. Ten-year yields in the U.S., 2.45. Australia yesterday, massive move in those ten-year yields, 2.90. Germany up to 0.57. That's positive 0.57. It wasn't that long ago. It was a negative 0.32. So things have really changed on the uh, interest rate front, and that's certainly something that we've seen with bond prices falling. Over in Europe, the stock's 50, up 0.5, FTSE down 0.1, CAC's up 0.5, DAX up 0.8, and S&P Global has cut its Eurozone growth forecast for the year to 3.3 from 4.4 previously. And the Bitcoin rally continues. Tesla hits 1,000 Bitcoin going very well. I think it's up around 16% in the last couple of weeks. And Stone Peak, Brookfield and GIP, big infrastructure players, are expected to circle Tabcorp's $8 billion lotteries unit when it is demerged on the ASX in the next few months. And news over the weekend that Rio Tinto has backed a new three-way deal for its $20 billion Simandu iron ore project in Guinea. This is one of those game changers in the iron ore market. It has been a long time coming and it's going to be a long time to come yet But certainly this is a game changer. It would supply around 14% of Chinese iron ore consumption. So it's certainly a big project. As far as our market goes today, we did have that SPY up 38 points. I suspect it'll be quiet. Yesterday was relatively quiet. Tight range trading, not huge volumes. Uh, We did have yesterday the banks and the miners uh, doing well. I suspect we won't see the miners doing well today. We might see the banks relatively steady. A bit of catch-up maybe in healthcare, a bit of company-specific stuff in industrials, but most will be waiting to see what the budget holds tonight, although, as is tradition, most of the good stuff has already been leaked, just to make sure that there are no real big surprises there, and this will be a stimulus budget, a giveaway budget, obviously, in front of an election. So there will be lots of goodies handed out. And of course, the budget position will be 
closely watched by economists, but it does look as if it will be far better than anticipated. Commodity prices doing well, and the fact that our unemployment rate is so low at the moment, mainly due to the fact that we don't have any international students or um, those skilled migrants coming to Australia currently, which uh, does mean that uh, there is that tightness in the jobs market. Question of the day today, this follows the Tesla uh, talk of another stock split for it. Should high-priced ASX stocks split too? Should we get splits in the likes of CSL, maybe and and Macquarie, other big price stocks? Should they split and make them more retail-friendly in some respects? Uh, Because, as many will know, high-priced stocks, $265 stocks, means that you can't buy very many of them for small investment. And uh, as a result, that does tend to put people off. Well, that is certainly the theory. So should we have stock splits more often in our market? Would that entice you to buy more CSL, to buy more Macquarie? If Macquarie were 20 bucks instead of 200 bucks, and would it entice you to buy more CSL if they were $26 instead of $260? That's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights over there. If you're listening to this on a podcast, you can listen to more wonderful streams of consciousness in the Marcus Today series of podcasts that we have. We have the strategy podcast where we have the fly on the wall look into our morning meeting, the on the desk podcast where the team in Melbourne talk about various aspects of the market and some of the stocks that they're looking at, and my on the couch podcast, which is a little bit of a relaxed look at some of the fund managers, what they're doing, and also a look at some company-specific stuff Uh, It's pretty prescient, I guess, with Bitcoin doing very well in the last few weeks. Uh, Last week's podcast was with Daniel um, Pickering from Listed Reserve, which is a Bitcoin fund manager, which has been doing exceptionally well over the last five years. So that's certainly worth listening to if you've interest in crypto. And this week I've uh, chatted to the CEO of Ironeer, Bernard Rowe, and I'll be releasing that in the next couple of days. Uh, once I've finished editing it and making it sound fantastic. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Hope you have a great day. May the trading gods be with you.